Okay. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Divi Chat, our weekly live streaming event where our panelists freely share all their expertise and our regular viewers share their hints and tips in our YouTube chat room. So get yourself along there where there's always lively debate during the show. Don't forget to give us a like if you're enjoying the show. And if you want to recap, then download the podcast and listen while you're driving somewhere. Uh, tonight, we are talking about WordPress maintenance, or as some people call it, care plans. Do you look after your customers' websites or do these websites not get updated and then two years go by and your customers ask you to add something to their site and you brace yourself before logging in? What are you going to find? So let's start by introducing our panel. And let's start with the USA and someone who's rather invested in tonight's subject. Stephanie, over to you. Well, thanks, Mike. Hey, everybody. I'm so glad to be here, as always. Uh, we missed you guys last week, unfortunately. But uh, I am excited to be here because I created an entire business because of maintenance plans. So um, I'm super excited. My name is Stephanie Hudson, and I am here repping Focus WP. You can find us at focuswp.co and over in my Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, where we talk about maintenance plans and a lot of other things involved in running a web business. Lovely. Thanks, Stephanie. Let's, let's head across the time zone to, uh, to Tim in LA or a couple of time zones. <laughs> yeah. Hey everybody, Tim Streifler here and I'm broadcasting, uh, from San Clemente, California, as Mike hinted at Los Angeles time zone. And uh, you can find me online at divilife.com where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, tutorials, uh, and then wpgears.com. <laughs> you sure? I just did like a brain it's like, there, it's there, it's in website? there. <laughs> I almost said WP Engine, um, which is who I host with, but not my company. Uh, I wish. <laughs> um, wpgears.com where I have the Divi business, Divi business expert course with my pal, David, man, we were off last week. I'm just like, so rusty, uh, <laughs> but glad to be back. Great topic today. So <laughs> over too. to someone else before I, uh, <laughs> you know, something else. <laughs> we're all feeling the rust. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, travel across Hawaii over Tonga and reach the Australian mainland where Sarah's <laughs> waiting for us. I promise not to interrupt you tonight, Sarah. It's over to you. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Hopefully your AirPods work today. That's it. Hey, guys, this is Sarah Oates from Enjoy Web Studios coming from Canberra in Australia. And I suddenly realized everyone had their names, like their name and then their business. And I thought, oh, quick, I've got to put my business on. And then I realized, no, it's their website. So I've just changed that five <laughs> times. So. Welcome. It is 7 a.m. here and I'm very tired. So please excuse me if I say anything really stupid today. Don't worry, we'll all do it. <laughs> uh, my name's Mike Devitt. Uh, I'm owner of uh, Web Design Pro here in the UK, uh, where we build search engine friendly WordPress websites, and then we maintain them for our clients by offering them a maintenance plan. So let's let's get talking about maintenance plan. And I think we need a definition of what a maintenance plan is. Uh, and then we'll go on to talk about what should be in a plan. So I don't, does anybody know, a, anybody know a definer here? Anybody? I nominate. I haven't heard of one. <laughs> go Tim. Tim, why don't you just try, just try it, even though you're not used to it. 
All right. I'll, I'll give it a whirl. Uh, <laughs> sarcasm, of course, for those that don't know, I'm the resident definer that just kind of happened over time. I don't really remember why I became the definer, but David just kept having me define it. And then I just kind of, uh, it just kind of became my really thing. that David was emceeing and he probably got started and then went, Someone needs to say something of substance. Tim is my man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, maintenance plans or care plans. Uh, the bottom line is it's a way of getting recurring revenue for your web design business. And uh, we're going to talk about the specifics, but typically maintenance care plans involve uh, updating your client sites, updating the software. Uh, it involves keeping it uh clean uh, from any type of virus and stuff, which is really more on the hosting end, but we'll get into that. Uh, and then uh, backups too is typically. So I feel like those are kind of the, the core things. And then hosting can sometimes be part of that package as well. Uh, maybe some different reports, uh, analytics, those types of things. But really, it's it's a way to maintain your client's website on an ongoing basis. They don't have to worry about it. They don't have to stress about it because they're off running their business. And then it's good easy revenue for us web designers because since we're very familiar with WordPress and building websites, it's very little uh, time commitment to maintain these sites for the most part. It depends on the type of website. but um, So that's kind of what we're talking about today. And I think uh, Stephanie or Mike or someone has kind of a list of what we're going to cover overview. But um, yeah, did yeah. I cover that well? Did I do a good job defining? <laughs> you did so well. You answered my next question, which is wow. which will be which which we can go around the panel actually and ask everybody. Um, it's 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 quite a good one. Which is what should be included in a maintenance plan? Because you know, Mike, can I interrupt yes. you? What yes, if you can. we first talk about? I was thinking like when we're talking about this maintenance plan, and you sort of said it in the intro. Or care, like, what do we call it first? Okay, yeah. Um, I I tend to call it a maintenance plan because that seems to be the industry standard. But then there's I, I tended to think care plans were more about adding additional functionality to people's websites as well, perhaps um, doing some other work for them. So maintenance for me was more about literally maintaining the integrity of the website and ensuring that it was fast it loaded quickly and it was as you built it if you like rather than uh, making any changes would that be something that you would think would be correct or does anybody disagree with that that tends to be how i view it i don't mm -hmm. um i think one of the tricky sort of terminology things is that you can you can fall into this thing of the word updates uh, because we think updates and we think like updating plugins, updating themes, updating WordPress core. But if a client says to you, hey, can you update my website? Zero times out of 100, do they mean that? They want you to yep. change text and things like that. Yeah, so sometimes that lingo can be like if we just are saying the word updates. Yeah. And I've heard people complain about yeah. maintenance because like, nobody likes maintenance like if you have to do maintenance on your car it sounds expensive and inconvenient and all that yeah. so i think that's sort of where the whole like care plan came from um marika yeah. from yoast what did she call it she just gave a talk at the web agency summit and she said she calls it a website love plan or something like that i can't remember <laughs> it was cute though 
<laughs> my host um, offers basically what I offer, and but they call it managed WordPress. And I was thinking, actually, that's not a bad way. Like, you probably want it to be more than that. But I kind of like that idea of like, like saying, you know, we're taking care of WordPress for you. Um, yeah. I think that's not a bad way of defining that's it. That's not. I, I kind of get, yeah. hosting and maintenance, but I was kind of thinking about converting over to that wording of a managed WordPress hosting um, as a or even kind of website management. Yeah, website I think management. I call. I think I might call my management actually in my invoice. But yeah, I think it's a tricky one. I think as long as you, in some ways, it doesn't matter what you call it, as long as you are really clear what's included. That's really what matters more than what the yeah. actual na specific name for it is. As long as it's really, really clear, this is included, this is not included, um, then I think in some ways it doesn't matter. It's just yeah, marketing. I've always done both. So <laughs> maintenance plan as a noun, talking about like the product or the service, I should say, and then... Yep manage as the verb what I'm going to be doing. And so like managing when pitching it to the client, it's managing their website for them. So it's kind yeah. of in that context. But if you look at like my uh, actual agreement proposal, it says maintenance plan. Um, however, yeah. I do, I can definitely see how maintenance for some clients will kind of make them not feel stoked because it, yeah, it, the word maintenance. And then also it could make them, lead them to believe that you're going to be maintaining the content of the site, uh, which is an entirely different thing. Um, and so actually for that reason, our, our pals, uh, David and Corey at Aspen Grove, they call theirs service agreements. And I think they're the only ones I've heard call it that, which yeah, I think right. makes a lot of sense. Um, however, it's, I feel like it's more, it doesn't, it's not as descriptive. Right, exactly. Yeah. You don't know what it is. It's like, okay, well, what kind of service, what's included? And, and maybe that's intentional so that they go to like what it actually lists out is included. So, yeah, to me, service agreement just sounds like con another word for contract. Like, yeah, this is our ongoing contract, um, which is fine. It just sounds a little, it's more like, elusive, formal, like, it's more elusive. Like, is this the legal Although, why you're paying me money? <laughs> is that because we're just, is it just because we're used to hearing it the other way though? I mean, would it all sound just as meaningless to a client? I think I don't maintenance know. plan don't would sound odd to other people because right. they've probably never heard it. Like, I think whatever we pick in some ways. Now, some the ways one thing matter. I will say is the word update, their brains change if you just mm -hmm. ask them to think about the apps on their phone. Because yeah. all of your apps need updated all the time. So as soon as you yeah. mention that analogy that like, oh, you have to update your phone operating system, you have to update your apps... They're like, oh, I, they, they don't, they still don't know what it means, but they have yep. some realm of that concept that you need to, yeah. You need or, to I mean, at the end of the day, WordPress plugins, themes are all software, right? We don't think of it mm -hmm. as software. Kind of when we think of software, we more think of like software that you download on your computer, but it is software. And so if you call it software updates for your website, I've found that that too kind of removes yeah, that confusion. Yeah. I like that. And I think it's important to do, to to define that. Um, and I would imagine that um, what we see, what we tend to do is we add, uh, send someone a link to a contract and then ask them to read that and then um, sign up for the maintenance plan once the website is live. So you're then you're no covered by that because what you've done is you've made it very clear what people are getting 
within that um, contract. Um, and it's interesting, actually, I had one of my customers the other day, because clearly people don't always read it, <laughs> said to me, right. um, they'd received an email from their hosting company asking them to set uh, an auto renew on an SSL certificate. And he said to me, is this covered under the maintenance plan? And I just said to her, I just emailed him back and said, just follow the instructions in the email. It's a tick <laughs> box. <laughs> but I think because people, because you're giving the impression that you are caring for their website, you are going to care for everything around it. Um, and you're going to care for them and care for um, any of the emails that might come. But actually, uh, even with the hosting, if you've ever taken on a website or decided to uh, build a website on somebody else's hosting, for example, um, and this is where this is what brings me on to the next question, which I kind of jumped the gun a little bit, but um, it's what you what's included in that maintenance plan, what you will cover and what you won't cover. Because very often um, within a maintenance plan, People think, this is it. I've got everything under here. I've, I haven't got to worry. So we're telling people don't worry about it. But hang on a second. There may be a problem. So what are you going to do? What are you going to include in it? What this covers, what it doesn't cover is also really important to, to perhaps put down in the contract because you may want to put in there that it doesn't cover someone hacking your website. Or maybe you do. So um, be interesting to hear what you've all got to say about that. Yeah. So, uh, I, I agree with the whole kind of care mentality because especially if you're working with a lot of small businesses that are not technical, they want, I found to hire their web person. That's their go-to person. Right. And that handles everything related to their website. And like, that's their one thing. So they don't have to think about it. If they need something, they go to you. Um, however, I don't believe in just like including anything and everything under the sun within that maintenance plan. And so, uh, to but I'm your paying you, I'm paying you, right? I'm paying you. I've just paid you all that money. And now you're telling me you're not looking after it. That's kind of that. That's the emotion that comes, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And so, and that's why I think these conversations are good to have. Uh, and I'll talk about that in a second of when to pitch the, uh, the care plan, but have that conversation early and explain kind of what that includes and why it's necessary. And so that kind of helps so that they know going into it, what exactly they're going to be getting. And so to answer the question, it's, uh, for me, it's, uh, software updates. So that's WordPress plugins, themes, it's, uh, daily automated backups. Um, in a lot of cases it ends up being hosting too. However, that's obviously priced differently than if they're just having the, the maintenance opposed to also the hosting. Um, shoot, I should probably get my agreement out in front of me. Um, I literally so I, just I, started <laughs> opening up my, there we go. I mean, there's, there's the additional line items where it's, you know, all about the perceived value and stuff where, but in my head, it's like the core things are, you know, hosting backups, updates, uh, so you security. always include hosting, like you won't maintain a site unless no, no, no. you're hosting. It? I, I will. I, I try to get them to host because it is just easier. So much easier. For one, it's more revenue, but also it's just easier to manage when they're on my hosting. I have everything and that sort of thing. Um, but that's not like a deal breaker type of thing. So, yeah. Um, you guys in the chat, if you have a maintenance page on your site, put it in the chat. Let's all let's all share and check it out. Let's see what you're offering. If you do. Um, 
What was the question, Mike? I've been very distracted. I've been looking like <laughs> yes, somebody. Okay. I was just, I was just somebody had to... an issue on the chat, and then I was over on the Facebook thing, and That's then I could okay. hear Tim twice at once. It was it was a lot. I mean, it was a glorious okay. moment, obviously, but <laughs> yeah. way too much. So we were talking about what distracted. would be what would be included within a contract, and what oh, right. you would and what you wouldn't do as well. So Tim was just answering that. Uh, answering right, okay. very specifically what he believes should be in a maintenance plan. Uh, I'm just reading what uh, Danny Green has just uh, put in our chat, and she says, "I tell them it's like there are uh, our phone needing iOS updates. If you keep telling idea, the phone, Danny. if you keep telling the phone no to the updates, the phone will start getting slower, and apps will stop working until the phone crashes." That's, That's great, great, Danny. We love that. Um, and then you get so, an iOS update and your phone will start going slow anyway. Yeah. Right. Well, and then and then when you pay it off, like the week that you pay it off, <laughs> yeah. it just and it'll start going slow. the battery will last 20 minutes. That's it. Sorry, tell them that part. <laughs> yeah. So Miro Miro says that he tells his customers he cannot guarantee that they will never get hacked, but he will at least know what's going on and help them to solve the problem. So that's a nice way of saying that. And it's very true. Yeah, it's very, very yeah. true. But to know that you'll get alerted if something does come up. But yeah, I strongly suggest including a clause in your maintenance packages that says that you are not responsible for hacking. So when when we have the uh, sort of the liability issues, we say, you know, if something occurs due to the updates that we run, if there is a conflict that happens, then we have our little plan of attack. So what in our plans, what we do, and this is what I offer for my clients at Sweet Tea. And then this is also our policy at Focus WP, which carries through to all of our agencies and their customers too. So we, we offer one hour. If something goes wrong during updates, we'll give you an hour of troubleshooting and fixing. If we can't fix it in an hour, then We'll, we'll make sure it's rolled back to the last stable backup and we will advise you. And though the advice is typically one of two things, it's either you're going to have to get a dev to fix it because it's a security risk or something, but more, more frequently than that, like most of the time, nine times out of 10, it's just, let's let the plugin developers figure it out, give them two weeks. And, you know, as long as there's no security, because not every update is a security thing. Sometimes it's just features. Sometimes, I mean, tons of times it's just, or maybe it's little bug fixes, things that aren't really impacting your site or whatever. That's so mainly what it is. Uh, so a lot of times it's not worth investing tons of time into you know development hours and money and all that stuff. So that's that's our policy. We'll give you an hour, but it's limited to only things that go wrong from what from actions we've taken. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and it's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Because what you'll also have is you'll have websites that have got a higher level of complexity as well. So you will, you'll, you know, we'll start off with our brochure style websites and we may move on to an e-commerce and then an e-commerce that may have events, tickets, business directory, um, membership. Uh, it may have all of those. Uh, and, um, and it's, and it's your, um, You'll come in with different packages. You'll probably have different packages for for different uh, for different types of websites that you cover. So, is this maintenance? You know, what's the most expensive maintenance that that somebody could end up having? How long will you spend on it? Um, 
do you charge per hour for that maintenance or do you just say it's a set fee depending on the type of maintenance that you that you have and it's gone quiet well <laughs> a lot sorry. of questions <laughs> so yeah. okay so i'm, uh, so, let's start I'm with, so used to being in the hot seat like you mike that i'm like being so lazy over here <laughs> attention. I'm like, you're just enjoying yourself more. Can I interrupt before so you can think through maybe culling those questions down? Can I share what I include in maintenance? Is that all right? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I, because I know that, you know, sometimes we offer different things and I think it's good to hear a few alternatives of what is included and isn't included. Um, I think emails is one of those things that it's really important to be clear on. And as much as I can, I say I don't do email, but I think mm -hmm. I need to be a little bit clearer. Um, so I've been thinking through my maintenance plans lately um, and yeah I think it's important thinking about where do you put these no I don't include these things so whether you say them in person or whether you say them in like the little so when I send out my invoice for example it has like a short list of this is what's included but it doesn't say this is not included in um, the little short list that's in my like um, terms and conditions but I do wonder if I need to be a little bit more upfront with some of the things that are not included in my maintenance um, just to make it super clear, because I think that's one of those things where people can like then get in contact with you. Ah, oh, my email's not working. And you're thinking, I didn't do your email, but maybe they thought you were doing their email. So, you know, being a little bit clearer on that. Um, I have a, I have a different policy to a lot of people. I won't maintain your website unless I host it, unless you're hosting with a specific set of hosts. So, um, you can host with my host and pay them directly. That's fine. I'll maintain it. You can host with WP Engine, Flywheel, um, or there was one other one that I was kind of okay with. But that's it. And the reason is purely it's a pain in the butt. And I was doing it for some people and I decided I don't want to do this anymore. It's too hard work. And in the end, when I said that to people, they didn't care and they were happy to move hosts. So um, I just have a really strong policy on that, that I don't, I don't do it. I don't want to deal with your like site ground or whatever. It's a pain in the butt and I don't want to deal with it. So no, I'm just not going to. Um, so I have a different policy there. I have never found it's lost me money. So, you know, sometimes it's okay to put boundaries around things that make your life just too hard. Um, and yeah, you might lose a client here or there, but my experience has been, no, I haven't. And people are quite happy to move to my host where they can't whinge about the speed because I know it's good quality hosting. Um, and I think sometimes clients will think, yeah, but I'm on GoDaddy and it's really cheap and then I'm going to pay you all this money to maintain my website and then they're going to be really pissed off the speed's not good. And I just think I don't want to be responsible for that and have to deal with how that, um, that all goes. But I obviously include, I always say SSL certificates, even though like, of course we include that, but they need to hear it, right? So there's some things you have to say you include, even though... I put that as like a money that you're saving too, because we use the fabulous yeah, right. Let's Encrypt and it doesn't cost you anything. And, <laughs> and I, I sometimes feel kind of bad about that because it's like sounds like kind of scammy. But I was just on a screen share with um, an agency owner who was using, I forget, Media Temple, I think. And they were paying $75 a year for their SSL. Like right now, that's happening. <laughs> Yeah, so that really is a value add. And those, if they don't have us as advocates, 
guiding them through all this stuff and helping them, yeah. they, they see like, oh, you need SSL. It's going to cost you $75 a year. They're like, well, I better buy that. You know, like they don't know. Our, you know, our well, clients sometimes they know. get upsold onto a fancy SSL when they really don't need it as well. Right. Why? That's true. Yeah. David agrees yeah. with you. David Papenfuss. I don't know how to say that name. Yeah, and, I feel that, uncomfortable when I say your name. I don't I don't know why. Um, that's but mostly he agrees. what I do 90% yeah. of the time is bring clients onto my hosting. Um, yeah. I, I've never had to have the conversation where it's like, hey, I can't maintain your website for you because you have crappy hosting and try to get them. It's just most of the time, it's like they're either already on a good host or they just want to switch hosting and have me do everything anyways. Yeah. Now, I, th I okay. just find it's not that hard to say to people, like, um, one of the policies we have is that we we maintain websites that we host. And if you don't want us to maintain the website, that's totally fine. We can teach you how to do it. Like, it's almost part of the sales process of being able to say to people, to it's completely that. fine for you to host and maintain your website yourself. No issues at all. I will even teach you how to do that. I will provide training videos on that. But if you don't want to deal with that, then I can provide that for you. The only caveat is that we will host it on our hosting. So let us know if that works for you. And like, honestly, I just find that most of the time it's not an issue or sometimes they want to maintain it themselves, but they still go with my host because I've recommended it. And then if I, if they need help, I can jump into their hosting really easily. So, you know, I just find it's not actually that big of a deal, even though it sounds like a really big deal. Let me ask you a devil's advocate question. Like, why do you care where they're hosted, really? Because it's so a pain we in also to do the maintenance. But, but why? Like, what do you have to do with their host? The only reason I feel like I'm trying to rack my brain, like, I, I do end up logging into people's hosts, but I'm not sure why. I sometimes I think it's because I'm going above and beyond or doing something outside the scope of actual maintenance. If I yeah. need it, like, if the site goes down, we use, which we haven't gotten into tools or anything yet, but we use Manage WP. So if there is an error that breaks the database connection, it breaks it to Manage WP too, because that's just a plug-in connection. So if something breaks that, we like Manage WP has an FTP connect as well. Like you can store FTP data securely in there and connect in that way and bring a site back up. So we just tell them straight up, like, you can provide FTP information or not. Cause sometimes people just don't know how to get it or don't want to deal with it. So we say like, but here's the deal. <laughs> like if that happens, your site is down, we can't do anything. And it's not like, or we'll log into your, like, I'm not going to go log into your host and try and figure that out for you. Like you need to, you need to do that. So I don't, I don't really get like why to me, I don't care. I preferred if they were on good hosting or my hosting just for the revenue. I just but. find there are many, many times where you end up needing to talk to support and support varies very, very much. It does. Um, I've got very used to using Plesk also, and I really like it. And I find cPanel makes me a bit lost. I'm a bit slow when I go into cPanel now. And I just find it makes it a slower process for me, whereas if I have just one set of things going on and I'm really, really used to it, then it's not a very big deal. And so for me, it just makes it a speedier process and I feel more confident in what I'm doing and I just can't be bothered to deal with other half-assed support when you have to call them because the website's not working properly. Yeah, I guess this is also maybe a difference too between like your clients and my clients because I'm kind of thinking like between Sweet Tea versus like the agency clients I have, a lot of times I can just say like, okay, you need to deal with that. 
for your client. So that, that that's another layer that I have where I might not be on the hook for the support checks. I get you on that. That's yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because uh, with Focus WP, Stephanie, you guys are not launching the site. You are already taking over when the site's been launched. Where Sarah's launching it, and the host and like where the website's hosted is, is a very true, yeah. integral part of that launch process. And yeah, depending and on it, where like, they're hosted, it, it could complicate things. The amount of times when I have built it, it's on my dev site, it's running fast, it's beautiful, and then I go and put it on their server. <laughs> And it is so slow. You're right. Is this is the scenario. Awful. Yeah. This and is then, it. or even it just doesn't migrate well. Like migrating from my host to their own hosting on my host is a one click button. Like it is so fast. It's fluid. Nothing ever goes wrong. It makes it so amazing. Then I go migrate to some other host and it is a pain in the butt. Nine times out of 10, something goes wrong. It's running really slow. And then I have to say to them like, you can check my dev site. It's working great. Like it's your hosting, but you know, and sometimes yeah, that brings them over to my host. It's saving that which... embarrassing conversation, isn't it? Where you, you, they're saying, well, why is my site so slow? Why isn't it working as, as, as it should be? And you, you say, well, you know, we keep telling you that the hosting you're on isn't great. So it's, it's saving you uh, that conversation. Yeah. And it's just one extra thing kind of along the way to debug. Like if you know the hosting environment, Liter you know Check out this comment. Goes. That's literally what John just said. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. John Cooper. Yeah. No, no. It's perfect timing. I just put it up. Yeah. John Cooper says oh, I prefer. Well, I just find some. So I've got this client. Something is going wrong, but I'm not hosting it. And it's that thing of like, well, is it the hosting? I'm not sure if it's the hosting. It might be the hosting. Like if it was on my host, I would just know or I would be able to like call my hosting guys and go, hey, can you just check that there's nothing that would be causing this issue? And they'll check it for me. I've got a great relationship with them. It's really easy to kind of manage that stuff. So for me, it's just not worth it. And that's just my choice. Sure, I might be losing money and you may not want to go down that track, but that's just a choice that I've made and I have not regretted it. And I, I don't feel like I've lost money Then I feel sad yeah, about it. I don't think losing money is the issue. I think you're probably doing just fine, Sarah, with all that. <laughs> It's all, but that's what this is all about, though, right? This is like just yeah. the waves that we each. There's, okay. That's why this is an interesting topic. What? I haven't got through the rest of my list. We uh, need to move on, and I haven't got through the rest of my list. list. My I God. got a big list. It's what's included, and all we've said is hosting. So, all right, get through more, it. More is included. Rapid fire. <laughs> really good hosting. SSL certificate. Weekly checks for WordPress themes and plugins. I used to say daily. I think it's important that you clarify how often are you going to check that there is plugins and updates needed. You're not saying you're going to do them weekly. You're saying you're going to check on them weekly. Um, but I also am going to update within 24 hours if a security update comes out. So I think it's really important, and that's evolved for me over time, that you are, you are able to communicate to your clients. Sometimes I will choose not to update something because it's going to cause problems with your website or because there's a major update. You don't need to worry about that. I'm going to worry about that. I will check every week whether updates need to happen, and I'm going to make an educated choice around whether or not an update should happen. But if there is a security threat, I will do it within 24 hours so you don't have to worry about that. Um, security monitoring and action if something happens. Backups, 30 days. So be really clear, like how long do you store the backups for and how often can they activate those? So if they stuff something up and they want to say to you, hey, can you go back to like Wednesday? Well, 
is that included? So for me, unlimited rollbacks are included. And I think it's really important to kind of make it really clear. We have 30 days to work with. If something happens, we'll go back to any day that you want to go back to. That's fine. As many times as you want to. So that's all included for me. Premium plugins. So that's the upsell, right? Is if you're with me, you get access to clean talk, you, the spam filter, you get access to gravity forms, you get access to, to a list of premium filter, uh, plugins that they would have to pay for i want to hear this rocket. list too what else is there wp rocket yeah um imagify for image compression so just like a set of premium stuff that i have paid for that they would need to pay for themselves if they wanted to go elsewhere um i give my clients two hours of technical support per year so what's included in that is they can they can come to me and say i don't know how to do this so we provide training when we make their their website but three months down the track, they might now say, I can't remember how to do this thing. Well, we'll make more training videos for you and you've got two hours worth for the year or updates. You can get us to do updates. You've got two hours throughout the year to use. And I find most clients don't need more than two hours, to be honest, like just for extra little bits of help. And it means if they come to you and say, hey, can you do this really big thing? It's this nice value out of being able to say, yep, no worries, we'll use you two hours to start with and then after that you can start paying us for the rest of it. And it just seems like this nice value add of clients often feel like they don't want to have to pay this like monthly extra time thing, but they want to know they've got something available. But if they have questions, they don't feel like they can't ask them. So I found this two hours thing was this nice little buffer. What's my AirPod? this nice little buffer where they felt like they could ask questions, but equally two hours is plenty for most clients. And anyone who wants more than that, they can pay for more than that. So some people will say, no, I really want an hour a month. And that's fine. Like they can go on that plan. But for most clients, two hours is Yeah, Yeah, I, I like that method of license keys as well. Like if the client is on my maintenance, well, then they get access to all of my tools, yeah. right? Without having to pay extra for it. And I get questions a lot on the Divi Life side of things. People will say, can I use your products on client sites or do I need to purchase their own? I'm like, if you want to have them purchase their own, like I'm not going to stop you, but like yeah. you can absolutely use it on your clients. And so kind of the advice that we always give is if they're paying you monthly to maintain their site, well then use your license key. And that's kind of one of those extra perks that they get it because you are managing it. You can you know, make sure uh, that, you know, the license key doesn't get stolen or, or whatnot. These days, it's kind of hard to do that. But um, so anyways, that's, I think, is, is a huge thing because uh, yeah. WordPress software is expensive. Plugins and themes and stuff, it adds up, you know, especially on a high uh, functionality heavy website. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, of different plugins and stuff typically. Guys, yeah, share in the chat if I you include things like that. If you include software plugins, things like that in your, or, you know, your, <clears throat> your Divi theme, like whatever, if you include that in your maintenance, share it in the I chat. I think it's really important to be clear that you're including a certain set, but you're not including everything. So if they want something custom and it requires some custom plugin, they're obviously going totally. to have to pay for that. Um, and you're going to talk to them before you purchase anything like that. But I think it's a great value add. And of course, they don't need all this premium stuff. They don't need a premium spam filter and they don't need gravity forms. They can use Caldera. As long as you know up front whether they're with you or not, then you can choose which tool you use. But I think it's a nice way to kind of upsell the process. Um, yeah. And then the final thing that I include is 20% off any further technical support with me or um, mm -hmm. 
like website investments. So if they then want to like add an extra page and that's going to cost like $500 or whatever it is, um, that they would get 20% off that. And, you know, that's that's one of those things that often pushes people over the line for me is just that's great. they feel like, well, it's not going to be as expensive to do future stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a really great down. list, really great list, Sarah. So um, I think that, that covers pretty much covers most of the the sort of um, the brochure side of, of of websites. But what about e-commerce? Do you do do you uh, so? And I'm going to go back to my list of questions. But it, with with e-commerce, it's e-commerce, but all of the other things as well. So do you have a, like a rising um, stepping package depending on the complexity of the website? I do. <clears throat> we have two levels. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. One is for what we call a, a basic site and one is an advanced site. And advanced is not only e-commerce, but also um, anything that causes the database to have tons of regular updates. So if you've got, uh, obviously if you're selling things, but if you've got a super active blog where there's lots of comments, if you've got um, yep. ticketing or events, things like that event calendar, like all of those kind of things, um, then you're on the advanced plan. So it's not just limited to e-commerce. And the main difference with that is in addition to um, extra care and updates or a guaranteed staging server setup, we will also, we run backups every hour. That's our sort of standard. If you, if someone needs more frequently than that, we can do it, but that's the standard. Instead of once a day, we'll do once an hour yeah, nice. for those. Okay, so just thinking then about PHP and um, upgrading PHP as well, because um, if you've got uh, if you've got access to the host, um, this is probably one of the reasons that you have access to the host in in the first place. But it might be that um, it's the site started running on say let's just say seven point two for whatever reason, and uh, a lot of people are running seven point four now. So are you going to uh, upgrade php before you upgrade everything else and to see if everything working beforehand is do you have a, like a step process as you run through the website is there a is there like a themes first php first you know what what kind of uh, what kind of uh, routine do you run we go smaller to bigger. I've been PHP for ages, to be honest. I just feel like I've been running on the latest PHP for ages. I don't know. Like, That's it's interesting. It's been a while, yeah. to be honest. Um, yeah. I know there was a stage when I was with WP Engine, so it was a long time ago, where there was quite a significant change needed for PHP. And there was actually a plugin that you could install that basically said, is my website ready for the next version of PHP? And you could just run it and it would kind of give you alerts about. Yeah. So I just ran that. Um, and then once it said that all the plugins were going to be fine with the update, um, then I made sure all the plugins were updated and everything was kind of up to date, do a backup, run the PHP, um, change, check it's all working and it was all good. Like I didn't actually have any issues with upgrading PHP, but I did run that tool just to check that there wasn't going to be issues. Now, I think it, it's so PHP to me is a hosting issue. So if I'm not in charge of their hosting, they're on their own. So that doesn't really fall under my care plan or my maintenance plan or whatever we're calling it. Yeah. Okay. Same. I've never up upgraded the 
PHP for a, a client that wasn't on my hosting. Uh, I've just never dealt with that. Um, but most of them are, are on my hosting that I control over it. So I know, okay, yeah, WP Engine has you know, this latest uh, PHP version. They fully tested it. Now they're offering it you know, to manually yeah. update. Like I can do that for you know, this pool of clients that are on this, this account. Yeah, and I I think it's, no, I've seen sites um, that have uh, worked on, say, version 7 that don't work on version 7.4. And it'll yeah. be, you, and, and it's just a simple, simple case of just sort of uh, realizing that actually um, the host might, so sometimes the host um, does this sort of auto upgrade of PHP, or they say you're on the manual, you're on a manual version of PHP, or SiteGround's version, which is, the latest one they've got on some of their plans is like ultra fast PHP and be careful with that folks. Cause that's going to yeah. get you <laughs> because that has, that has caching involved. Um, yeah. Hey Mike, uh, how do you know? How do you know that? Uh, oh, uh, uh, because uh, it got me. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it's easy to, and it's just easy to forget, you know, these things and actually you can set, you can set these things thinking, oh, you know, 30% faster website, they're advertising, let's give it a go. Um, and it's important that when you're doing these, these updates, and certainly some of the things that we do is we keep like a, a change log of what we've done. So although um, Manage WP will give you your client report and tell you what's been upgraded um, from a plugin and the themes and WordPress perspective, um, it's also good to have anything that you might have done um, just just recorded so you can go back and say, oh, yeah, we did that on the 16th. Look what's happened. So it's it's great to be able to revert and go back as well as having that uh, report that you can reference and go back to within whether it's main WP or, or manage WP. So um, we've got a lot of stuff going on in the chat. Do, do you want to take a minute and maybe review some of the comments, Mike? Okay, let's have a look. So, uh, so Nancy's asking a hosting question. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna have to be another episode, Nance, because that's a. She says it's hard <laughs> to start off offering hosting. What do you charge? You get your own dedicated server. Listen, if you've got all these answers, you call me up and let me know. I'm currently in an absolute battle of with hosting right now in every way. But, but uh, so we'll we'll tackle that as soon as I get my situation figured out. We'll do another episode <laughs> on it. But um, we've got a couple other things. So Kelsey uh, Barmettler says that she um, includes WP Rocket, Happy Forms, SendGrid, Duplicator Pro, ACF Pro. I know she, Kelsey's a ACF addict. And um, X number of Shutterstock picks, which is a nice, that's kind of a cool thing. A lot of times I'll do that on a site build. Not yeah. not usually for maintenance, but that's that's a nice thing. And then she forgot a couple and short pixel and some event calendar stuff. So man, I you might have to I switch to Kelsey. Um, oh, that's so a good like one. Setting up so that you can verify emails are going through. And mostly that happened because I had a client who was being really challenging and they were kind of getting really upset about emails. And so setting up Mailgun meant I could clarify, no, it's definitely gone through to you. And it was really yeah. good for me, but it's a nice value add to clients as yeah. well. Postmark Danny is also Greens. good as well. Oh, yeah. Postmark I've been playing yeah. around with. Uh, our friend yeah. Kylie Postmark. Wallace told me about that. Is that the same WP thing? Rocket, it is, Short yeah. Pixel and Fluent Forms from Danny Green. Uh, and then um, Kyle is, he's got some FOMO. 
Because he says, I can't wait to have enough monthly recurring revenue to afford lifetime access to plugins. I mean, I don't want to be the one to say AppSumo here, but you know. No, don't mention <laughs> it. Good look on there. Don't say things. it. Don't go no, there. Don't go down. Don't go down the <laughs> rabbit hole. But uh, but also, um, Danny gave him some good advice too. Keep an eye out for deals. Wait for lifetime purchase. And um, somebody, I don't know if it was her. Oh yeah, it was. I clicked on the wrong one. Danny Green said, "Wait till Cyber Monday." <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it'll be here before you know it. Keep your eyes peeled. And and by having conversations like this, it puts this stuff on your radar. So you might not feel like yeah. you need it, but if that's something you could do, and it would just be a little bit more for you to get the lifetime that you could share that with your I actually customers. Had a client, um, I put them on Restrict Content Pro, which I've never used before. But we anyway, we made the choice. We went to Restrict Content Pro. I've now found out I need to up them to like this medium plan. It's really expensive. So they went from like $99 to like $250 a year. But the lifetime was $750. That's a, a lot of money. But I made the personal choice that I would upgrade to $750 a like, lifetime purely because and yes it was expensive and yes it came out of my pocket initially but I could then charge the client the 250 every year and then if I have someone else come along that needs membership then I start to make money it was a really hard choice but sometimes there are those opportunities where you think it's just one client that needs this thing but you need to assess am I going to have more clients in the future that may need this product in that case I will start making money then I won't make it now, but it is going to pay it's an off. Investment. If yeah, I taking do taking the long term view, yeah, and it's a yeah. difficult it's one, isn't it? it? It's really hard because that's a lot of money, and it, it yeah. is, and it might not pay off. It like it may backfire for me, but sometimes you have to take those risks and kind of think. Well, now I know how to use Restrict Content Pro. I probably would lean towards it for a client because it would be easy to use. I'll take the yeah. gamble. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like we're we're contractors like building a house type of thing right whether you call yourself a web designer or a web developer or web consultant at the end of the day we're pretty much we're all building websites for website builders and it's kind of like the more tools you have in your toolbox to sarah's point the more valuable you are down the road to future clients um yeah. or at least more profit you can make because you don't have to go and get this tool similar to like a contractor that's building something they might have to go and rent a specific tool or, or something or go buy it but if they already have it well now they already have it in their plethora of tools in their toolbox well now when, on future products you know they can hit the ground running and they have access to more yeah. stuff and I've, I've noticed that as a product creator because with our support team, we log on to customer sites all the time and we'll see, yeah, they have a few of our, our, our products on there, but they also have products from other Divi product creators too. And it's like, even though we try to make our membership be like the one-stop shop, everything you need, people are buying all the Divi product creators memberships so that they have access to all these tools in their tool belt. And it's kind of interesting because it's like, even though they might only use one or two, there's that like value of having access to everything in case you might need it later. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. and I think that's also the shiny Actually, object syndrome that comes from AppSumo. It's like, well, this is a great deal. I don't need it yeah. now, but I might need it later. I don't want to miss out on this. Yeah. <laughs> I used yeah. um, AppSumo's refund the other day and it was very fluid. So sometimes, you know, it's worth giving someone oh, a shot. 
and it's then the best. Their refund is the best. It's so easy. Yeah. It really is no question to ask. Yeah. Oh, I love. I think it. is good to know in the Hot deep tip. market. I needed a plugin the other day when I googled for it. It came up with Elegant Themes Marketplace. So of course I went to Elegant Themes Marketplace. I had a look at the plugin. I went, yes, this is the plugin that I need. This is great. Then I went. 30 bucks a year for this plugin. I don't know if I want to pay 30 bucks a year for this plugin. Like every single year, it's just going to recur. And then I thought, you know what I should do? I should just go to the website of the developer and go and check out their pricing. And then I went and had a look at it. And firstly, I'm thinking, well, if I buy it directly from them, then um, the good thing is they get more of the money. So that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't mind buying directly from the actual plugin developer. But secondly, they had a lifetime offer on their own website, which then meant I could pay a little bit more, get the lifetime and not have to pay annually for this plugin every year. And I was thinking, win-win for me. So if you find something on the marketplace, maybe just go check out the developers, partly because like, you know, Tim's a developer and I know sometimes things... Uh, probably better if people come direct. And I think that's a nice thing to do. But secondly, you might get a really good deal. So go check out the actual developer as well. Hot yes, tip of the I, week. I, I support that that tip. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so what about... Question here. Oh, okay, sorry. Cool. I didn't know. This is a question from David. Is managed WP better than main WP? I've tried both. I think it's personal preference. Uh, my host recommended main WP because they said managed WP caused them issues. I've tried both. I much prefer managed uh, WP personally. Yeah, it's usually here. much prettier, but they both do uh, kind of the same thing. David has his on main WP. That's why he was asked. And um, Kylie wants to know what the plugin was that you bought, Sarah. Davy oh. Gear, huh? <laughs> <laughs> divi bars divi overlays he, uh, no is no, it, it is it the divi really... gear carousel i was just trying to figure out that too and i was yes, like okay it, it was it exactly yeah. was the divi carousel um yeah oh, because there was something we we're trying to do and yes you can do it with css and um yes i have tried to do it but it made it so much easier and actually, we should do a, an episode sometime where we talk about some of our favorite third-party extensions because there's lots of yeah, really cool ones that. out there that do interesting things. That one just made my life so much easier and I was able to get the lifetime for not very much more and it was plugin. really worth it. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just going back to um, things that you might add to your maintenance plan, things you might extend to. So we've done... Things like um, going into Search Console um, and checking uh, on customers' websites for any manual actions, uh, anything yeah. that Google Google's raised, checking the uh, messages from Google. Um, you know, I do that, and I ha do not have that in my maintenance package, but I do that. What? Yeah, yeah, and it's, that it's, wasn't on the list. Not on the list. Oh, Get it on the list. Such a long list. That's a great it, thing to put on the list. It is, and, it, and it's it. it's important because you're you're checking that Google isn't reporting anything that that needs attention, um, especially in. Um, I'm not going to use the um, CWV world uh, word, but uh, it's kind of we're 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 getting into that territory now where people will perhaps get an email saying that you know something's not right on their website and they're very often they or web titles i was so yeah, we just did a whole episode on it i'm like we did we did going content vertical we're not hip to the lingo mike sorry <laughs> web titles. um 
but basically i think <laughs> you know when you're looking at these sites and you're looking at um the back the you know the search console side you can see mobile usability anything that's been that google's picking up and um uh, but the mostly important one is that manual action that i think is should be a standard thing that that, that people are checking um yeah. so is anything else that um you might extend to some people um, include hours bought? some people include hours of um like making changes and things to to their yeah. site bundled in with it um some people do it as uh sh quick tasks like will you get so many quick tasks in a month do you guys do that? I don't. I keep I keep like the maintenance is just maintenance. I, I, I will bundle. I will tack hosting on just so it's one payment coming out automatically. But that's just it is what it is. And that's it. I don't I don't dilute it with all that because I I want it to be. I learned this from Christina Romero, who is like the godmother of care plans. I think she's the one who started that term, in fact, even. And I learned a lot from her back five, six years ago when I started doing all this. But um, she said, like, make it be autopilot. Like, don't, don't, don't let them pay for a year because then when the year comes up, they got to make another big decision. Just let them get used to that money, just sliding out of their account every month. And if it changes each month, like if you're changing the number of hours they're using, or if they have to think like, oh, did I use my hours? Just let that be on autopilot. Like they just know that that's being handled and it's a good value. And then you just, and then you can sell them all kind of other stuff on other bills. That's how I feel anyway. Yeah, no, I think that's really good advice. I have done the, you know, set amount of, of hours uh, type of thing, which I think can be really good because they, it's like they, they know that they, they they have that, that care, right. As Mike mentioned, like they have, like you have their back type of thing. So like, mm -hmm. they don't have to stress out about different things like that. If they need to like, for example, add a team member to their team page, something super simple that like probably takes us five minutes or less. Right. Um, yeah. And so, however, I've also found that it can be negative because there's a lot of back and forth with the client. Like, Hey, can you add this? And then I have to say like, well, like you've actually gone over your hours this month. So then they're like, okay, well, can you wait three days until the, you know, the first of the month? <laughs> and then it's like, I, I just have no time. I have no. Yeah. So I've kind of, I've, I, <laughs> Don't recommend that basically. Um, I think it depends on the client, right? Like I had one client who, so he had the two hours and then he was asking for more staff. And so I was getting a bit irked by it. And so I ended up saying to him, look, I'm wondering if you might prefer to be on a plan. So you have an hour every month and you know, you've got it available and I'll give it to you 50% off. So you can have like, you, it's, if you pay up front, you can just have this hour available 99% of the time, it's like one phone call, but he knows he can call me whenever he wants and well, during business hours, and he's got that availability to me. We would not use that hour almost any month. And I think sometimes some clients just feel like they want to know that they have the time available for him. That was really valuable. He's only paying the half price amount in the end. Like he's winning because he feels great and I'm winning because I definitely would be making that back. But it depends on the client. So you might even want to not offer that up front. And then as you go down, decide if you want to offer it because yeah, maybe like it's that. not worth it and maybe you just want to charge them for the work that you do. Yeah, that's a really good one because I had a client, client phone me today and he said, listen, I'm not going to be long. I know you're busy. And uh, 
and then he kept apologizing i know he kept apologizing (laughs) and i'm looking at the time on the on the phone i'm thinking three minutes five minutes seven minutes uh we did get it done in seven but it it's it's kind of like because he's sensed before that i've said to him look you know you cannot just keep ringing and taking time like this you know there is there is a a a way of dealing with this and and i'm happy for you to you know to to charge you for 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 my time um and i don't mind if it's if if it's a quick five minute call i don't have a problem with it but we've had 10 five minute calls in the last few days so it's kind of like you know, it has to get But that's included control. in my two hours. Like yeah. I'm really upfront that the two hours includes phone calls, includes emails. And I say to them, like, if you have a question, nine times out of 10, I'll make you a video because it's going to be quicker for me to make a video of myself doing the thing so that next time you don't have to ask me to do it. And you can just watch that video and do it yourself. But I'm really clear on that. And if they start to be calling and they start to head towards the end of that two hours, I'm going to say, hey, you're hitting that two hours. We're going to need to talk about how we manage this moving forward. So yeah. I think, you know, that's where the two hour thing can be a really good buffer, but it doesn't work on a monthly thing because then how do you work it? Like if they're paying monthly, do you say it's like a calendar year maybe um, that you're allowing the two hours that I'm not sure. Yeah. It's a difficult one, isn't it? And, it, and it's up to, it's just about creating that, that sort of structure um, and just rounding it out and saying, okay, this is what I'm going to offer. And then you try it and you tweak it as you go if you need to. Um, and it's important to do. How about um, I, I was looking at a site earlier today and was looking at WordPress maintenance and just it's always good to have a look around and see what other people do. And they, this particular site offer WordPress fixes for a set fee. Uh, does anybody offer anything like that? They mean WordPress fixes. So basically you will contact them and say, I have a problem with my WordPress website and they will diagnose it for you and fix it for a set fee. Is this WP Fixer? No. I mean, I would yeah. give a quote. Like if a client comes to me and says, this thing isn't working and then I'll go have a look at it and I'd say, look, my best estimate is that this is going to take me three hours to fix. Mm. Um, so that's gonna what I'm going to work towards. Sometimes I'll say to them, um, I think it's going to be about three hours. I'll cap it at five or, you know, but I never kind of give an actual fixed price. I just give them an estimate of hours generally and I charge them for whatever that is. So if it only took me half an hour, win for them. I'm not going to like steal their money. No. So Mike, it's, it's, it's any issue set fixed price. Like yes. There's one that's price. It. That's yeah. it. I mean, I feel like that's an interesting model because probably 95% of the stuff is simple and really easy and very profitable. <laughs> and then there's that other 5%, maybe 10% that's more complicated that like, you know, they're actually not making money on, but it's like it offsets it. I don't know. That would be my guess anyway. But yeah, I've never offered anything like that before. Yeah, I just thought it was an interesting one, and I thought, well, wow, you're you're offering this, and so you know people can take them up on that offer, and um, you know if you get stuck with something and you need some help, maybe that's where you would go. I don't know. It's uh, again, just it, there are complete um, website that was totally devoted to WordPress and WordPress maintenance, but it wasn't like we're going to sell you a website as well. It was all about fixes and maintenance. So I thought that was quite yeah. an interesting interesting thing so we are um getting near the top of the uh we're at the top of the we're over the top of the hour and we're getting near an hour uh for our um stream tonight um so any final thoughts on 
uh, WordPress maintenance and uh, anything you'd like to add. Tim's oh, disappeared. Tim. Where's he gone? He's gone. Oh, His final thought him. was, I'm off. Oh, we lost Tim. <laughs> we lost Tim. I've got a final thought. Um, my final thought is kind of slightly off topic, but slightly not off topic, which is um, it's okay to say no to people. Welcome it's back. Okay. You're back, Tim. <laughs> back <You're swapped>. button. <laughs> you what? I, I hit the back button on my browser. And, uh, yeah. StreamYard is tricky because it's not a separate app like Zoom. So yeah. Yeah. I'm always super nervous, especially on my browser because I started it. Okay. I, I got really excited about my final thoughts. So I, I, I got uh, trigger okay. happy. I saw that mouse. you got excited and then you just disappeared. <laughs> we're, we're just doing, Sarah was just doing her final thought and then we're on okay. to you, Tim. All right. My final thought is it's okay to say no to people. Like if someone comes to you and says, hey, can you do maintenance for my website? You Like I get that we all want to get money, but sometimes websites are not worth the money. And it's okay to say to people, yeah, let me have a look in the back of the website, see how it's configured. Like if someone is using WP Bakery Builder, I'm going to say no. Like that's just how it's going to go. <laughs> so I think it's okay to look in the back end of the website, see things. Then you, you may even upsell them to a brand new website. If you look in it and you're like, hell no, I'm not touching it, but I will rebuild it for you. Um, or, you know, just to say a flat no. But the other thing is it's okay to reassess your relationship with clients. Like we talked in a previous episode about um, setting your boundaries around you know, your work hours and when you will talk to them and when you won't and how you'll talk to them. Um, so I think that stuff is really important. But if a client is not treating you well or they're talking to you in a way that you don't feel comfortable or you just feel like they're kind of abusing the relationship of what you're offering, either you need to firm up what, you know, your terms and conditions, which I think is really important to reassess regularly. But I think it's also like part of the reason I like having an annual thing, which is different to what Steph was talking about, is that it gives me the opportunity coming up to the end to be able to say, look, we're not offering you a new plan um, and that that's okay as well. So, you know, at the year marker, it gives both of us the choice to say, you know what, I think it might be better for you to work with someone else. And you might want to give them other recommendations of other people that they can work with. But I think it's okay to kind of say, this is not making my life good and I don't enjoy working with this person. Sure, if you have the money, um, hire someone to manage that person or hire Steph and, you know, send you all your maintenance stuff over to Steph's company. <laughs> but for me, there are moments where I have chosen to say to a client, Happy Steph. I, I don't think it's working for us to work together anymore. And I think that's okay. Um, so that's my final thought. Is totally just because someone okay. wants you to maintain their website doesn't mean you have to say yes. And it doesn't mean it has to be forever. That's a good one. Tim. That's great. Yeah. So this is something we didn't really get into how to sell uh, the maintenance yeah. plans. There's so many thing. things we could keep talking about. <laughs> I, right. I know, but this is something I do want to say because I think it's a game changer. It was a game changer when I started doing it this way. And this is something that David and I teach in our Divi Business Expert course is you don't pitch your maintenance plan as an upsell, right? I've seen it taught this way a lot where it's like, oh, they're already excited. They said yes to the website. So they'll say yes afterwards as an upsell um, because that, I mean, it, a lot of times that will work, but what I found to be so much more successful is planting that seed early on and getting them to commit to it before you even discuss price on the website. And you tell them kind of in that educational phase of the, the process, you tell them, hey, just so you know, I highly, highly recommend that you have a professional 
manage your website for you. You know, you kind of give them uh, a few reasons why it's so important. And then you say, it doesn't have to be me. <laughs> it's just something you need to do. And then you kind of just leave it there. You move on. And then when you come back to it uh, later, when you're uh, actually talking price and everything, well, of course, you've already planted that seed. And of course, they're going to go with you because you've just built up their, uh, uh, they've trusted you, you built up that trust, you know, over the last however long uh, process. So, um, and when you say it doesn't have to be me, their defenses are lowered. They don't feel like they're being yeah. sold to. And that's true. It doesn't have to be you. It could be, you know, someone else. It could be a company that specializes in, in it, like Focus WP. Um, but it, when you're educating them, you're it's basically you're selling through education because you're telling them how important it is, which is true. It's 100% important because of all the reasons you lay out security and updates and all that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, when I changed the way that I did that to this yeah. method, it, it was like, I think I almost had like a hundred percent close ratio for the, the maintenance plan. So, uh, it's, it's that big of a deal. That's I think great. that's awesome. Uh, Kelsey, said earlier in the show like a half hour ago i'm gonna put her comment up though she said she tries to spin care plans as a value add rather than a so you don't get hacked which yeah. is sort of like plays into that a little bit like it's not just you're not getting hacked but you're getting yeah. this is a this is a benefit to you and this is like really a key thing too people don't ever think that something bad is going to happen to them, <laughs> even in the face of all evidence, as Kelsey <laughs> says. So I think that's really important. I think it is like all in how we frame it. And yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you, Tim. I frame it right in the, in the beginning, like at the beginning conversations. And then it is in my proposal for any new website builds or work at all, even if it's not a new build, but I don't, this is my trick. I, which I wish we had more time to talk about this. We could, I could just talk about this stuff all day though. Yeah. Um, it, I put it in my, in the fine print, like in the bottom, I have a section called um, upcoming or recurring costs. And I have a little blurb about nobody likes these kind of surprises, blah, blah, blah. Here's what you can expect. You know, there may be some premium plugins. You're going to have to pay for your theme if you don't get on a care plan. By the way, here's what a care plan is. And it's going to be this much. And, you know, I just update them on all the <laughs> things that would be little extras. And, if you know, and care plan. <laughs> right. And if you go on the, you know, and if you're going to be on our hosting, you know, we recommend these hosts. We're happy to set it all up for you, blah, blah, blah. So I put all of that in a big section on every proposal called recurring and upcoming costs. And I actually, I made a swipe file of it. I think it's in my Facebook group. I don't remember. If you're interested in it, send me a message um, and I'll, I'll send it to you. Cause it's, it has worked great for me. And it just is, goes into all of that, like managing expectations for people because I, I, what I hate is coming, like selling somebody on a, you know, a $5,000, 10, even if it's a $2,000 website, you know, you don't want to sell somebody a, a big ticket item. And then as soon as it's done, and they're so happy to be like, by the way, you also need to pay me $100 a month forever. You know, like, that's just <laughs> kind of crappy. Like, I've actually know. clients that way a few times because an agency built their site, and they didn't realize they would be stuck with that agency for maintenance forever. Because yeah. the way it was built was fully custom built, and they couldn't update, they couldn't do anything on their own 
they had no yeah. ability to not be on maintenance and they didn't realize and it was a really expensive plan so i, I think I, you know I, even just the fact that if they feel like they have to stay with you you want them to know up yeah. front that they're choosing that because yeah. then they're not going to feel pissed off every time they have to pay you for maintenance right like tim said say like you can take this someplace else but yes yeah. And I'll offer people, like, I I do similar, but I'll just say, you can choose to do this yourself. I can teach you how to do it. That is totally fine. So I don't say you need a professional, but I do say you can do this yourself if you'd like to. It does require that you log into your website once a week. And it does require that you notice the emails that come in and you look at them and you activate anything that comes in via your email. I'll teach you how to do it. And sometimes clients will take me up on that. And then I don't, I don't like even offer that. eight times out of 10, three months later, they come back They're to like, me and say, it's just it? too much. Like, I just don't want to do it anymore. Can I do your maintenance? And I've got a backup of the website ready to go just in case. Um, That's not way to go. I do want to say also, this is like a semi shameless plug. Like it's a little bit, there's a little bit of shame. <laughs> but uh, I was on, I was on Josh Hall's podcast Oh nice. and, and he and I broke down like, how to do maintenance on websites and how to price it and how to so there's a lot of detail in that that we um really crushed it on that so we'll put the that the link to that in the show notes if anybody wants to listen more since there's so much stuff we ran out of time to talk we about. have run out of time we have like and, and we, then some <laughs> and then some so i've just got i've just got my um one final thought myself which was just about going back to what we were talking about earlier which is making sure that in your contract, in the maintenance contract that somebody does sign with you, that you ensure you add what you are going to do, but also what is not covered. So if there's any doubt about the wording or what, it, what, what it's called or anything like that, just make sure that you um, that it's all in that contract so that it's, it's nice and tight. No misunderstandings. Um, because there's nothing worse than having that awkward um, conversation with somebody um, where they say, well, I didn't really realize what I was signing for, which, you yeah. know, you know, and then you're in, you yeah, know, you can be scared to kind yeah. of, this is not included. Like That's we're scared it. to say those things, but it's it actually setting up for less drama in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Create the right expectation. So, um, how, how many people have smashed the like button to the, this evening? Hopefully lots of people have done that in the, in the, uh, Tim's done it. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> I like, um, I like us. I like us. Yeah, guys. I, and I just meant to say, I should have said at the top of the show that this is episode one ninety nine. Oh, and uh, my so we're, goodness, we're, we're almost at the two hundred mark. And um, if you really like this show, you can also go to ratethispodcast.com. And I think that's uh, slash that Divi chat slash Divi chat. I was just yeah. about to say. If you give Thank us a you. really good review and you say something really cool, we'll like. Say it out loud here. Be very happy. We'll love you forever too. Like saying, <laughs> say so, your name. We'll even say your business. Come on, that's get it. a plug for your own business. <laughs> wow. That's it. Pop it in there. Pop it in there. Be great. <laughs> great to see people. We need your help. Yeah, indeed. Thanks. So um, I hope you all have a great week, and we'll see you uh, for episode two hundred. And uh, it just leaves Tim to say, "Take care. Bye bye." 